Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez, and this week's guest is the 881 crew. There are four gentlemen on today, and I've got JC, who is kind of the manager of the crew. We have Brayman, who drives a 350Z with a 1.5 JZ. We have Mark with an S14 LS1 crate engine that came out of a boat. I thought that was super interesting, so I fucking brought it up. Um, then we have Ophir in an E46 that he's freshly building with a 1JZ VVTi in it. Uh, these gentlemen are out of Canada, uh, Alberta to be specific. Which city? I forgot. Fort something. Uh, I, that sounds rude as fuck. Sorry. Uh, hang on, I'll tell you right now because I looked it up. It was called Fort McMurray. They're out of Fort McMurray, Canada. Um, and they're going actually going to be competing in the Specty Drift Series out there. So uh, I kind of spoke about it with Sean Harder when I had him on a few, what, last month? Maybe the month before? I don't remember exactly. Um, I had asked him about them. So they are finally on. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you guys for listening. And if the recording is messed up a little bit, I do apologize. I did. I've been having some issues with my recorder, so hopefully I got that all squared away. It did uh, kind of cause a bit of an issue while I was in the like first ten minutes in. So if if the first ten minutes is kind of crappy, I do apologize. But I promise the rest of the show is fine. I was able to get it to work again. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening and enjoy the show. Wait. Wait, better. <laughs> sure. I am using your cup though, so thanks for that. I don't know if you can see it yet. Thank yeah. you, by the way. I don't even have one of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I've never done. I've never what the done the. Uh, I've never. I don't know why the fuck I have on. I've never done the group. Oh shit! It's lit in here. All right. Yeah, it's proper. Yeah, what's up, gentlemen? How's it going? It's fucking oh. going. All right, so we're going to have to do... Now it's actually better that I actually did this, because I'll be able to like see who the fuck is who, because I'm not good with names. But I'll remember your faces. Uh, all right. So, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, who's the one that I've been talking to the most? That's me. Okay, and what is your name again, sir? The French guy, uh, right? Yeah, the French guy. You can't call me <laughs> French, remember- that's good. That's that's no. That, I'm just going by what you told me. Uh, what what was your name again? Uh, JC. My JC. real name okay. is too hard. Okay, well, I like JC. Works for me. Uh, where are you from? I'm from small town in Quebec called Sherbrooke. Okay. And you, and part of this group, do what? Uh, I guess I help the guys with sponsors and uh, whatnot. I help them work on their car whenever and uh, make sure that they behave like good kids. That is nice. Do you drive You're yourself? The say what? The manier? <laughs> oh, wait, did you say <laughs> the French? You can't, or you're saying Mexican? You can't say manager properly. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, do you drive yourself as well or no? I don't drift. I have a drag truck. Drag? Oh shit! What do you? What do you? What kind of truck you got? You just said drag uh, truck. That's very generic. Uh, 1986 S10 with a six-seater LS. That is actually pretty bitchin'. Uh, I love that body style. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next gentleman, it's gonna. I'm just gonna go from top to left. So JC, top left. I'm making. I'm taking notes so I don't fuck up your name later. Uh, <laughs> dude with the Specty series uh, sweater on. How's it going? How you doing, sir? What is your name? <clears throat> Brayman Lonaway. Right. Okay, Brayman. And then you drive a. 350Z Nissan. Okay, what do you got done to that bad boy? Uh, currently, right now, it's trying to be a 1.5 JC, uh, JZ. It's not going so well, though. Having uh, some wiring it. and It's never easy, man. <laughs> it's always no, one thing or another. Definitely not. Um, and how long have you been driving? Um, I would say about five years now. Okay. I've, been, I've been on and off a lot with my driving, yeah. so... Just doing grassroots and then some parking lot stuff and some street stuff. Just, you know, how it is. Okay. And then, sir, in the red shirt. Hey, I'm Mark Drift Jesus or Test <laughs> as of tonight. <laughs> uh, that was Another funny. nickname. <laughs> um, yeah, I got the S14 uh, with the LS1 crate motor. Uh, it actually came out of a jet boat. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah. So, uh, anything fancy? Yeah. Done? Anything fancy on that uh, crate motor? I Assuming since stock. it came out of a boat. Yeah, stock pretty much last year. Um, it's an aluminum block, 5.7 liter. Uh, it had like a the truck style intake manifold on it. I had mm. no idea what was inside it. Um, I bore scoped it and found <laughs> some pistons which was sweet uh, and I wanted to swap uh, like a fast manifold on top of it so my hood would fit mm. uh, oh, yeah. and that carried away into some trick flow heads and a custom cam oh snowball build uh, yeah holly yeah. <clears throat> I literally ran the Mephi I guess it's a marine electronic fuel injection computer in it last uh-huh. week and it actually worked out pretty good but it was time to upgrade so I'm excited to get that started up in the next couple of weeks. And Sounds exciting. And you, sir, last one with a false shirt on. Yeah, uh, Ophir Braun, uh, a.k.a. Drift Dracula. Uh, I got a E46 on jack stands right now that I've driven for one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, what yeah. engine package you got in that thing? One Jay-Z. One Jay-Z VVTi. Um, Basically, basic stuff, 1JZ. I'm using stock turbo for now. Uh-huh. Um, just stock, pretty much. Uh, intake and exhaust, right? That's that's a just intercooler stuff. And um, got a weakened angle kit on and all that basic stuff. Nice. And then, uh, so you guys are all out of Canada, obviously. Um, and uh, from my understanding, some of, two, are you, two of you is going to be running the Spec D Pro-Am series, and the other two are you guys are just going to focus on grassroots stuff? Or has that changed? Three of uh, us. Three. Yeah, three of us. I'm so lost. <laughs> <laughs> I oh heard there's five people. All right, wait. So three of you are doing Pro-Am. Yeah, so okay. these two... Now, uh... now. JC, you should explain it to him. Oh, my. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Can I swear on your podcast? He really knows oh. what's going on. 
Okay, so basically there is Ophir, Brayman, and Mark running uh-huh. in the Pro-Am. Okay. And uh, Kaelin and Brendan were running in the Pro-Am, which is more the grassroots style uh, event, so... Okay. Still lost. And there's a total of four drivers and one's missing, correct? And you're Five. kind of... Just a fucking Christ. Right. <laughs> right. So you got the... You got the pro am guys on right now, and the and the manager. Now, now it's making sense. Pro yeah, guys, yeah. Around, okay, I like it. All right, now I'm now I'm getting it with the program. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, how far are you guys from? Like, uh, you guys like all live locally to each other? Or yeah, no? yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and then do you guys kind of have it set up to where you guys like have like team meetings and shit? Well, we're just a group of friends, really, right? So it's where we hang, we hang out anyways on a regular basis. Like, we go to Wings Wednesdays and stuff like that, right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> just yeah. a bunch of friends that came together, right? And how the hell did you guys all end up in drifting? Let's let's hear it. How did it start? <clears throat> uh, start? I think Mark. <laughs> Mark Dunbar. Mark, yeah, Mark should start. All right. Um. So I guess... Yeah, I moved up to Fort Max six years ago, mm. and they didn't have too much of a car scene, and there was what they called the Fort McMurray Drivers Club, and uh, we started meeting up at the scales. There's a truckway scales at Highway 881 and Highway 63, and uh, that's kind of where we go out to party, and we just started. I shipped my car out from Ontario, uh, used to have an SR20, and yeah, it was just a lot of grassroots parking lot drifting we got a, a real good spot out there hang and on one second guys one second right. hopefully if it shuts Bigger off your hammer dude uh, i don't know what to do with it it's just started taking a shit the other day and i turned it on the other day and it was working fine for like an hour and then now it just took a shit again after what 12 minutes eight minutes uh but go ahead. Uh, shipped car over from Ontario. I caught that part. Yeah, and then uh, kind of one thing led to another. Going out to the the scales at 881 and doing a little tandem donuts and stuff, and and drifting around a couple of the buildings they have there, and just more and more guys were getting interested. Um, I know way back I met Ophir actually in the middle of winter. I was doing some drifting in the winter in, the, in a parking lot at our community center. And this guy comes flying out of nowhere and his parents, what was it? A RAV4 or CRV? CRV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh man, we'll meet up in the summer with the actual cars and burn some rubber. Um, and then just in the past two years, I guess I met Brayman and JC out at the scales. Uh, we do car meets every Sunday. And, um, yeah, all the two of them have gotten into it. And now we're all going to have pro-am cars and it's going to be awesome driving down and competing in spec together, uh, a lot of support for each other and looking forward to it as long as things start to get back to normal here. And we actually have some competitions. Are you guys going to be like convoying out to these events? Absolutely. That's cool. Um, and... How about you, Mr. Ophir? How'd you yep. get, what's your story? How'd you get into drifting? Oh, man, it's just 
it's a it's a very uh, smooth Rona. sail up, I'd say. I don't know. I got into it over the years, I guess. I was never really serious about it until probably a couple of years back. Uh, I've done the Bro-Am last year, okay. which was really fun. It's just individual wraps, so the grassroots style, just one by one, no need for cage, no need for nothing. Um, I don't know. I just I just enjoyed it so much, and I said, all right, maybe it's time to step up. I'll try Pro-Am. And... So yeah, it's, it's fun. I had my 240, and I just drifted around with the guys in town and just got into it. Nice. And... What about you, sir, Brayman? I said that right, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, just making sure. Uh, about six or so years back, my buddy <clears throat> forced me to buy an 87 FC RX-7, the Turbo 2 version, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And as soon as I bought the car, we took it into a dirt parking lot and just started spinning the tires on it. And I immediately fell in love with drifting. And about a year or two after that, I sold the car and unfortunately didn't have money to continue drifting. So I just did pretty much winter stuff until I moved up to Formac. And uh, I met all the guys, a bunch of good guys here, and they helped me out a lot with my drift car. So I just continued to drift at the scales and it's pretty much where I met everybody. So uh, I've heard the scales mentioned twice now. What is the scales? Who wants to explain that? I guess you uh, could Marco, say, very good. Uh, yeah, maybe Mark. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, so there's a truck, like uh, you know, like for all the the big heavy loads, um, and just all like the commercial trucking, they pull in. Uh, Ministry of Transportation has a scale, and at night they're closed, especially on on weekends, and it's a big lot because it's meant to hold lots of eighteen wheelers. Um, the pavement's pretty decent, and we can set up some cones there. Uh, we usually get left alone by law enforcement. Um, sort of a gentleman's agreement that we're not down in the Walmart parking lot right into town. We're, you know, 15-minute drive out of town, not bothering anyone. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much our, our practice grounds. That's actually pretty yeah, cool. It's kind we of have that here. Yeah, well, it's kind of weird up here because uh, it's kind of weird up here because the closest drift track is like four, four and a half hours away. So we're uh, oh, kind of middle of nowhere, just in the oil sense, right? So there's nothing around, and uh, like the closest city is three hours away. So I guess they they're pretty resilient about letting us like for like half an hour in the parking lot at the scales. So that's kind of nice because uh, that would never happen here in a million years. At least yeah. not, not, here, no. not here in Los Angeles. Shit, we can't even leave the house now. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're Do screwed. you guys have lots of tracks near you? Oh, there's a shit ton, dude. There's probably from my house, I'm about eight miles from Irwindale. Uh, there's another little go-kart track that does like bi-weekly stuff. Um, they're probably like 50 miles at the most. Um, there's another one. It's a little north of them. It's probably... I don't know, 60, 70 miles. Probably less. I'm guesstimating here. Oh, you guys are kilometers, so it's uh Yeah. I don't know I don't know the, what the difference is. And then <laughs> there's Willow Springs, that's probably like another seventy miles from my house, but 
those are the only four tracks I've driven at. And it's kind of nice because there's usually an event almost every weekend during the drift season. Um, there might be a, a weekend or two that there's nothing. Uh, but for the most part, there's something literally every week. We don't. Huh. But I could see why they let you guys get away with it, especially if you're not being an asshole and crashing into shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some people crash. Uh, Blake? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's not even here. Yeah, I would try <laughs> to, to kind of listen to what they have to say. If if there's any complaints, we'll never uh, try to fight that, right? So, yeah, gonna be pretty uh, good boys with them. So, it's been working out pretty good the past few years. They've been good to us, and same to them. So, um, I I know that one of you guys have done prime in the past. Uh, for who are the two, or is it two of you or three? What is the deal? Like, who has done prime in the past? Who's first year's pro? I think. Ophir, you said your first year program this is, is going to be this year, correct? Yeah. And then Mark? So this will be my third year program uh, spec D. Okay. And, and this will be my, my first my first year as well. Hey, you already got a sweater, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get one of those. Uh, I'm cheap. I don't spend. Much. I had to buy it though. I had to buy it though. That's what I figured. I was like, they would probably make us buyers too. Um, so what's what's the uh, ultimate goal for each of you guys? Uh, we'll start with Brayman. Like, where are you going with this, or where would you like to go with this? Um, I'm honestly not too sure. I I had my Cressida, and it was it was pro am ready. And it was it was kind of a janky chassis, and I'm pretty sure you know Chris Chris Pollard. He's been on. I went, yeah, I went to I went to Spokane with him, and I was driving the Crescent around, and it just kept breaking on me. And he he kind of got me in the mindset that I should build a solid chassis, and I kind of just went with it. I bought the 350Z and just snowballed from there, and and here I am. So I don't know what kind of suspension. All I want to do is go ahead. I have a, a BC racing suspension with 2K all around, and I got the FDF Me uh, Mega Mantis angle kit. And same question for you, Mark. What is your goal? Um, originally, uh, you know, I was much more into the street stuff, but I had a lot of pressure. Um, just friends that came out to the scales saying, "You gotta, you gotta compete." You know, you're pretty good. Yeah. So I kind of caved in and, and spent the money on a cage um, and some extra mods to be more competitive. I uh, just went into into the Pro-Am Spec D series to see where it would take me. Um, and my first event out, I came in second place. Oh, shit. That's nice, dude. So they were, you know, who is this guy? Where did he come from? He knows how to drive. <laughs> And yeah, it's kind of just gone from there. It's it's been quite enjoyable. Um, I mean, I'd like to take it as far as I can. Mm -hmm. Financially, um, you know, is obviously always a struggle for anybody in motorsports yeah. starting out. So you know, it's sort of limited by by budget. But JC is doing an amazing job helping us out with sponsors, um, and we do have a lot of people that have come on board this year to help us out so that's definitely making things a little easier and forming the team um is also gonna gonna help uh as we can all support each other 
Yeah, that's uh, definitely helpful. Uh, I don't know how helpful it is when you guys all have three different cars and maybe one or two exchangeable parts between the two of you with the Jay-Z yeah. setup. <laughs> with the Jay-Z setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and for you, Ophir? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I kind of got into it uh, pretty smoothly just over the years getting more and more into it. Um, I did Bro-Am last year, and uh, on the second round, I qualified number one, and that was kind of like a eyebrow razor. You know, everybody yeah. was like, it. yeah, same thing with Mark. You know, it kind of raises your eyebrows. You're like, man, like I should, maybe I should just keep doing this, you know? Um, obviously, you keep looking at logistics and everything, and yeah, it's a snowball effect. Like, especially for us, we have to just drive for four hours if we want to compete in any events so yeah that's but we uh, got each other you know we we have a lot of help from people and it, it helps a lot just having whatever local resources we can use um i don't know where i'd like to get this um i want to try pro-am and see how i like it mm-hmm. um i like the rush of of competition i realized that last year so i kind of want to see how it goes with tandems and and all that like the excitement of it so and then do you and then since you said the Brian series isn't so much about um tandem right if i'm not mistaken do you guys do a lot just of one by one okay yeah, so nope. do you have any tandem uh, experience just at the scales just <laughs> oh, with mark just okay, the scales okay. <laughs> yeah, man, just it, at the scales still... i don't just put in here but yeah the um ophir and brayman they definitely have the skills um you know, I've done, you know, countless hours of tandem uh, with different course setups at, at the scales. And those guys keep up with me uh, the same way that any of the guys that I've competed against in Spec D have. So I'm really looking forward to uh, watching them excel this season. Yeah. And then actually to go back to what you said, um, talking about like how people were encouraging you to compete, that's really the best way to go about it because my dumb ass went like straight into competition and it's all I've done is struggle and that's something I really regret I really wish I would have held off and like focused on getting seat time which is what I'm trying to do now but I can't do it now with a car that's broken and just all apart behind me that you can see some of Um, how have you guys uh, have you guys been like chasing after sponsors and stuff like that? Because I know you guys are going kind of like as a team setup, and has that helped you like significantly? Has it been a little bit of a harder sale because they're like, "Fuck, I don't need to worry about one guy now. I got to worry about a team of people and supply this product and whatever your deals are. <clears throat> you, don't, you don't have to get into like what the deal is if you're getting it free or um, you're just getting like sponsorship pricing or something." But how has it have how has it have been helping you guys like attain the sponsorships? Uh, to be think... honest, like, yeah, I think I think it helped a lot because uh, you, you're looking at uh, two new guys in pro one in competition, right? Mm-hmm. And with the help of Mark, with his experience, it kind of helps uh, it's a little better. So as a team, I think I think it's it's a bit easier to approach sponsor. You have a bit more diversity, a bit more. Uh, 
experience you have uh, you have you have a guy that can help the guys to uh to to grow right so mm-hmm. it's it's been to be honest it's been pretty easy with we well not pretty easy we we like i sent probably this the fucking pamphlet like thousand times over the week the, the span of three weeks right mm-hmm. but we had we added a lot of good uh jesus christ now i can't find my words uh good reception from sponsors and uh been it's been fun right it's just nice to you to know that somebody uh believes in in your uh, in what you're trying to build and uh yeah and want to support you right yeah definitely and then do you, do you have like a sponsor deck for like each individual each individual driver or do you kind of have like a team sponsor deck that you send out uh we sent we send it out as a team and after that i uh I asked the boys uh, if we if we get the an answer from the sponsor. Ask all the boys separately if they if they're interested with the sponsor if they want to jump on it. And, yeah, because some some of the deals like won't uh, like for uh, for Mark for instance. Mark Mark is not uh, in the market for new wheels as much as Bremen or as Ophir would be, right? Yeah. So well, I when we, when we got the deal with Stage, I asked Mark if he was interested. Told me yeah. I, I I don't need wheels, but Ophir and Bremen, for instance, needed some. So it's just some little stuff like that that helps sometimes one more than the other, but as a group, it helps everybody, right? Yeah. And speaking of stage wheels, they came out with those five lug, those five lugs. Like sound like an asshole. They came out with those five. <laughs> they came out with those five spokes recently, and the those white ones, I really want them. They're nice, eh? Here, I watch. Well, I run a similar wheel. Oh, hopefully I don't fuck this up. Uh, can you see it? Almost there. So it's a similar wheel, but uh, I really like their wheel, and I don't think the wheels I was running before I'm gonna be able to get anymore because they stopped making them, unfortunately. And I'm really, really big on the uh, five spoke stuff. So hopefully, yeah, they're nice. It. They're very nice wheels. Yeah. Look at that. Which ones are those? Oh, you're in your garage too. Uh, versus. Yeah, Versatones. Yeah, I really or, like or, so, I, I'm starting to like, there's some six spokes that I kind of like, but it's I really like the uh, five spoke setup, but we'll see what happens. What, what, whoever wants to give me something, I'll take it. So, <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. As long as it looks good on the car. I can't like run a wheel that I don't like. Um, what do you guys have like? separate trucks and trailer setups are you guys doing like uh like a tandem type of uh trailer setup what's the what's the deal you guys got going on with that um as budget as we're going i guess <laughs> what's that yeah what are you guys saying pretty much all all separate uh okay. setups yeah, yeah. So i was curious uh, and then yeah. are your other teammates actually going to be going with you guys to the prom events the two other gentlemen that are not on here today. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. well, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, our buddy Nikolai. Uh, he's also pretty veteran with the Pro-Am program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he said he wants to be into the uh, wrenching side. He wanted to be spotting and wrenching and just being in the pits with us and helping us out. So it's a lot that's great. of work. We got a few more guys. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of logistics and, uh, but there's a, a lot of people that are interested into that too. So it's really nice. Yeah. It's, like, it's, uh, I, I was surprised. Like a lot of people want to come and be involved 
in the pits and like wrenching and spotting and whatever, right? So yeah, it's, I it's cool. think like nice the um, like depending on what kind of car you have, like mine is like super different since I drive a Cadillac. Having people come out to help me, like if people don't know the car, like they can't, they're not going to be as quick as somebody who would, you know. And then, mm-hmm. do you guys have these people coming over to like? Maybe just help you wrench on the car a little bit. Oh, Not, yeah. Yeah. All the time. That, for our garages. Oh, yeah. That's good. We're all together. We're all helping each other. So it's it's a small town here, right? It's just only basically just a few of us doing this. So. And then uh, how are yeah. you guys doing right now with the whole corona thing? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I've Terrible. So, I've had so many work cancellations. It's ridiculous. Uh, which is affecting my Physical. drifting budget, so I feel you. But yeah. I know that's so. What's that? J J C wired pretty much my entire car. We we pulled the whole stock harness out and rewired everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now J C can't come over due to the social distancing mm-hmm. issues, unfortunately. And me and me and my roommates are trying to sort out what JC had created. <laughs> and he he's French, so stuff's a little bit backwards for us. <laughs> like in writing? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> in colors and wires and, and you name it. We we're just having a real hard time trying to figure it out right now. But we're we're about halfway done. So yeah, hopefully one, we'll have the car started this weekend. Dude, it's one wire at a time. That's uh wire. Yeah. Wiring is actually something I enjoy. Uh, it's kind of like what I do for a living a little bit. So I'm super anal about it, and I like it done a certain way. I want it like really clean. So uh, I could understand having to right. deal with other people's messes is kind of not to say that he made a mess, but having to deal with the way somebody else had already started it can kind of oh, yeah. throw he, you off a little bit. JC did a great job. It, it looks super clean and it's it's well done. It's just we're having a hard time trying to figure like, out what he like it was super created. clean until you had to touch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, oh, I was just going to ask you. Like you, you say you're an electrician, right? Uh, no, I work on fire alarms. Um, oh. But I work with electrical in general, so I do like a lot of other low voltage stuff, like uh access control systems like keyless entry stuff for buildings um burglary alarms stuff like that so with all that come working with like relays um actually it's just fucking relays and power that's kind of all we work with uh and just programming it however you want it to work so as long as you have like the basic concept of how all that stuff works how a relay works like you're pretty much good to go people kind of just overthink it sometimes and then make a mess yeah, that's how that's we started me. talking because of that uh, scheme that you you put on your story, wasn't it? Oh, that the, wiring, uh, that yeah. <laughs> and actually, someone already someone had mentioned that I had did it wrong because uh, you're actually not supposed to. The alternator is supposed to shut down too, so you're actually yeah. supposed to have a four post, if I'm not mistaken. Even though it didn't say that in the rule book, but where it kind of clarifies in the rule book is it says that all power needs to be off, so that power running to the alternator shouldn't be there. From my understanding, but at the same time, it doesn't say that you can't. So we'll see. Well, I should probably clear that up with Kevin. He usually, he's very responsive via emails. If you guys ever have fucking questions, especially since he's overseeing all the pro am series now. 
uh, Kevin Wells that's from the safety. That's the safety inspector for Formula Drift, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 I had a, I had to ask him something because I was concerned about some stuff I did in the rear of my car. And he was like, nope. But I was just overthinking shit. Um, do who's doing their own work? Who does like do or when are you guys doing all the fab work? Do some of you guys only do turned wrenches? How much work of your how much work do you do on your own car? We'll start with uh Raymond. I do as much as I can. Um Okay. I can't I can't wire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I, abs- I absolutely hate wiring. I don't like looking at it, touching it cuz I'm going to screw it up regardless. So JC has kind of been my wire guru. Uh-huh. And um other than that, I just I always like having someone around just to, you know, a couple set of eyes on something just to make sure you're doing everything right and whatever. My roommate helps out a lot. Oh, okay. That's and cool. uh for for the most part, we kind of we kind of work separately, but we, if, if we're having a big night, lots of the guys will come over. Like when we pulled the v, VQ out of the 350, mm-hmm. everyone was over. Oh, okay. We were all filming and having a good, good time pulling that out. And it's always good when we get together and have a good time like that. So, uh, and yourself, Mark, I uh, pretty much do everything other than, I mean, I don't, I don't have access to an alignment machine, which would be amazing. Um, it's always kind of hard to explain to somebody who doesn't normally set up drift cars. Um, we don't have shops like that around here. Um, they're like, what you know, they kind of look at me like I'm an alien when I tell them the settings I want. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, and then uh, as and then dyno tuning. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much all me. And and when I need a second pair of hands, I can call one of the guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you, Ophir? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I got basic equipment, uh, just wrenches and stuff. I do. I just started learning how to weld. So That's... we bought an eBay TIG welder. That... As long as it fucking <laughs> works. Man. As long as it works. Yeah, man. Um... Um, yeah, basically basic stuff. We don't have like a um, tire machine and stuff like that. So we got to pay a guy to do that usually and... Yeah. We'd like to get on it. I think that's a really good investment if we could uh, find a place. We just need the room for it. Just find a place dedicated for a tire machine, and we can all do our own tires. Yeah, that's, that's a... probably the next thing. And then uh, disposing tires, because I have like eight tires that I've been chilling in my fucking backyard for I don't know, like six months now, and I just haven't. Whenever, whenever, sorry, whenever we take take our rims over to our tire guy he usually disposes them for us so we're pretty lucky on that end so we don't have to worry about getting rid of our our tires well the cool thing about living in a larger city with a lot more people you make friends and actually my buddy andrew has a tire machine so i just go over there and swap my tires because it's cheaper for me to spend the money and fuel to drive 40 minutes than it is to go down the street get 10 tires replaced at whether it's ten dollars a tire and everybody's price went up recently, or fifteen bucks a tire, you know, I'd rather just drive over there, get him some lunch, and he's happy. I'm happy. <laughs> so, and nice. we and we get to bond. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
do you guys have like any type of other social media going? Like, do you guys do like YouTube? Um, I don't know what else else. Fucking TikTok. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I would. I would definitely, definitely encourage you guys to do a podcast because there are five of you, and you guys kind of just talk about. I don't know how your fucking day went when you guys, whether you're all together building that car or you're all together, you know, at the events, you guys kind of go through your day or something like that. Um, it's very cheap and it's very, very, I think people would probably rather listen to yours as opposed to people wanting to listen to me. You know, it's just, it's different. Cause it, it's very, what is, what is the word? Like, mm, can't think of the damn word, but like people in my area are interested in it. Like, most of my listeners are from Los Angeles, so I would assume most of your listeners would be from, like, your immediate surrounding area. And obviously, Los Angeles is very huge. It's kind of weird for us. We, uh, we're uh, doing YouTube videos once in a while. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm usually editing it, and I didn't have time lately with work. But uh, we, uh, um, a lot of our followings come from Toronto and uh, surrounding areas from there, which is, like, probably... Uh, like 2,000 kilometers away from us, which we don't understand why, but apparently they all come from there. But that's but, the, that's, uh, is that the closest biggest city? No, 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 no. no oh, it's no. not? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, that fuck, I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> wait. Okay, quick question. Let me just, uh, where, you guys are from where again in Canada? I'm going to look at I'm from Quebec. Where are you guys all living <laughs> currently? Fort McMurray. Where? Fort McMurray. <laughs> okay, Fort McMurray. Sorry. Um, that's. Oh, that's very small. That's far. I'm just trying to see where. Okay, so you guys are northeast of Alberta. Northeast. That's uh, this fucking no, state. Yes. That's the province you live in, right? Alberta. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm new. I'm new. Just got here. <laughs> no, when I when I looked up on the map, it said Alberta right right in the center, and I was like, that's not a city, is it? Oh, okay. So you guys are kind of west coast. All right. We're like yeah. a hop, yeah. skip, jump in, away from Northwest Territories. Okay. We could bike there. <laughs> Wait, so where's the uh, closest, just so I have an idea. Like, So if you guys are from Fort McMurray, where's like the closest track to you guys? Uh, look up Castrol Raceway in, it's the just south of, south of Edmonton in Nisku. Oh. South of... Edmonton. Yep, I'm just looking at Edmonton. That looks like a city. Yeah, yeah, that is a closest okay. city. Okay, that's the closest one to you guys? Or no? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so far. What is that, like a four-hour drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know how you guys live like that. That would drive me crazy. We, we I need, need a pe- fuel sponsor. I need people. <laughs> I know, Dude, ugh, fucking tell me about <laughs> yep. it. And I don't even spend that much, and I still use one. Because that would be like 200 bucks off an event. That'd be nice. Um, mm-hmm. Well, when you live down the street from the track, it's kind of nice. You could go there with the gas light on and come back home. Yeah. The fuel at an event is like negligible. What are you guys spending Compared on? to my, tow- my towing cost. <laughs> and w- wait, what kind of fuels are you guys running? I run, sh- I usually go with Shell 91. Okay, so just 91. And yeah. yeah. Other two gentlemen. We don't have none of that E85 stuff. What? Yeah, no. Oh, no. you guys are missing out. Brutal. Yeah. Canada, boy. 
I don't, it's too I don't, cold for it. I don't. Oh, is it? I don't. I don't know how it works <laughs> up there, man. I, I lived in LA my whole life, so, or at least most. Of it. Oh. I moved around. I moved around a lot, but mostly LA. Um, do you guys ever plan on coming to the states for an event of any t- kind, or would you even, or would it just not worth the money? I was down there actually uh, last spring. I was down in Irwindale just uh, just to see. Uh, there was a pro-am event and it was raining so much, man. Like they couldn't do much. That oh, was shit. the same time the. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Same compete time that one. the Hoonigan Hoonigan Burnyard. Yeah, dude. They uh, took the first s- event. They took so much from Drifting Pro-Am that day. and that Drifting Pro- That's my fucking podcast. From the Drift League, like all of the audience was just over at um, the Hoonigan Burnyard. Yeah. Kind of was an issue. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of interesting. It, yeah. was, it was nice. It was just fucking soaking, man. <clears throat> yeah. So wet and they couldn't do it. They had to wait for the track to dry up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, luckily the last, because uh, the Drift League just had their first round, what, couple weeks ago what maybe three weekends ago and they actually it was dry it was actually a really good event um but we'll see how it goes so then we'll see if the next one even happens uh where'd you when is your guys's first event supposed to be may 6th may, oh i thought it was the 10th may 9th may 9th yeah, I, yeah <laughs> it's supposed to be and uh it's looking like it's gonna be pushed yeah uh, yeah, it's uh, they should just let us drift in our own sealed cabins. I think that's a good idea, but that's I wish an, it was that now, easy. Now you're adding new rules again. <laughs> <laughs> we got enough, pretty isolated, man. Maintain six feet between tandems. No, <laughs> that's no fun. Raymond already does that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yep. Sorry, lost my train of thought. <laughs> Did has so Spec D reached out to you guys to say that they might postpone it or nothing like that yet? Or you guys are just kind of playing it by ear right now? They haven't announced anything, but it's pretty much every day we're hearing more things that are being shut down. Yeah. So Yeah, how bad is it over there right now for you guys? Like the whole BS. You guys uh, have like a lot of I mean, tests. I'm, I'm not working, so yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm not working. Um, and a lot of stuff, like anything non-essential is pretty much closed now. What do they consider non-essential over there? Like, what do you do for a living, uh, if you don't mind me asking? I'm an electrician. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I, they're, we're considered oh. essential still here. Yeah, I mean, depending, I mean, depends where you work, right? Yeah. Um, some of my coworkers are still working, so um, yeah. they've just cut down because we work in the oil industry, and oh, okay. the price of oil is down plus the COVID nineteen stuff. So it's kind of getting hit on on both sides. So they're down to a skeleton crew. Oh shit! And you just happen to be one of the lucky ones. Yeah. That didn't make more this. time to work on the car. <laughs> more. Than- more time, less money. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a struggle, man. Um, 
so if everything goes back to normal by uh what the end of april will you guys all be good to go um you're gonna have to sit out maybe yeah i sure hope not yeah it's fucking reality unfortunately like it may happen (laughs) um because i know it's gonna happen most likely with me because my work's slowing down tremendously right now yeah yeah hopefully uh i should be good to go i mean i've pretty much bought everything um other than tires, but I do have the money put aside. So, yeah, as long good. as, as long as everything, and I, and I have all the time to work on the car now. So I'm looking at probably having things wrapped up in the next two weeks and then maybe bring it down for some dyno tuning. Oh, you have to come down here to do it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. No, you, you, they don't have a dyno up there at all? No. Jesus Christ. Gonna... Oh, yeah, it's just struggle there to, uh, to build cars, to be honest. Uh, our drive shaft got to go down to Edmonton. Most of our transmission, uh, if they want a re- good rebuild, got to go down to Edmonton. It's pretty uh, pretty wild. Oh, okay. That's, well, Edmonton isn't as far as America, so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, it meant, I thought you guys were having to come all the way down here for it. Oh, oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's no. what I was like. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, where the fuck are you guys going for that? Um, we do have tuners in Canada. Yeah, okay, that's what I was making <laughs> sure of. Um, uh, so what what do you have left on your car, Mark? Like, what are you, what are you in the middle of right now? Uh, just finishing up my fuel lines. The engine's all put back together. Um, the interior is still all taken apart, but that's not a big deal. Um, and then I got to wire in the Holly um, ECU. Unfortunately, I bought that before we made our our connection with Link. Um, otherwise, I probably would have bought a Link ECU. Yeah. What uh, which Holly did you go with the Terminator one? Yeah, that's very affordable, so I can see why. Uh, yeah. What about you, Brayman? What do you got going on? I know you said you're doing some wiring stuff, but what else do you have? Uh, right now, I have to finish the wiring. I have to wait for Edmonton to open back up so I can go pick up my drive shaft. No shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. Mark just finished welding my diff, so I have to go pick that up from him. Um, Then I can pretty much have the car on the ground, and I can go through the testing stages to make sure everything's working properly, nothing's leaking. And then I have to take it in for uh, some cage work. Other than that, I'm kind of stuck on waiting for a seat. We did a group buy with um, iRace Autosports, and our seats are. Where are they? Does any of you guys know? Are they in Poland, Poland still? JC, where are they? <laughs> I think they're in Poland. Poland? F- fingers crossed. Yeah. I, iRace yeah. Autosports is doing a uh, big uh, help out to Specti and supporting us with a, a big shipment of seats uh, at a great cost. Um, unfortunately, they are shipping directly from the manufacturer, and that is in Poland. And uh, what seats were they again? Uh, is, R, is it RSS or RRS? Something like that. Something RRS, Mar- I think. Mar- Marco. Mirko? Something like that? Oh, well, micro. Micro? Micro. Yeah. Never heard of it. I think that's it. So... Yeah, we pretty much have to wait for our seeds to come in and then 
once that comes in, I can mount up my my pedal box and I'll be I'll be good to go after that. I think. Uh, what pedal box did you go with? I've been debating on whether I want to go with one or not. I have a, a Tilton pedal box that I took out of the Cressida when I tore it right down to nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I drove with it for a full season and I loved it. It worked great. Is that a floor mount or is that the one that you hang it's, it's a It's a floor mount, so finding room for it is is really terrible. Like trying to get it pushed far back. Like I'm, I'm 6'2". I'm not, so, so it worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's hard. It's gonna be hard to find a place for that thing to sit for me to uh, to drive the car properly. But I'm I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah, that's is that you know is that something that you'd be like willing to sell to like put money towards something else if you had to? No way. No. Oh, you like it that much, huh? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not much in into the market like selling my stuff and and buying different things um i usually just keep what i have and buy something new or or sell it to a friend a friend that needs it more than i do yeah i'm not necessarily trying to sell it to to create profit and buy something new with it no 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 no, not necessarily create profit but if it's if the going rate for it let's just say it's like 300 bucks or something like that and then you can use that 300 bucks towards something that might be like more functional for that car since you are so tall you know what i mean that, that is be, true. That'd be a little bit more comfortable. I'm not saying to like make a make a dollar off of it. Like if you can, then that's oh, cool. Yeah. But I don't see nothing wrong with that either. Uh, I just think it'd um, be more comfortable. If, in in reality, if I if I could have kept the stock pedals, I would have. Mm-hmm. I would have just had to figure out how to get the um, the cable to hook up to the pedals because it's drive by wire. Oh, okay. And the pedal box is all, is drive by cable, so. I would have just had to figure that out, but it would have fit. It would have fit my driving style for how tall I am. So. Gotcha. Uh, what about you, Ophir? What do you got going on? How much do you have left? Um, really not that much, depending on uh, how far I'm willing to take it. I guess. Um, I have the cage work, obviously. Uh, we got our guy that's going to be doing. He's done Mark's cage, and he's doing uh, mine and Brayman's. He's down in uh, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that's doing the uh, the spec D cages for for everybody that's in it, uh, giving us a good deal for it. So we just have to get our cars to him and get the cage and the new uh, intrusion bars in. And, um, yeah, man, get the seat on and like I said, I'm probably gonna be rocking stock turbo, stock tune for a while. So nothing wrong with that. Should be interesting. Rocking old yeah, reliable. Three hundred wheel. Yeah. Uh, what what did you have last year? Since because this is a new swap for for you, correct? Yeah. So the Beamer I got it in July, okay. and it's been on jack stand oh, what, since July. Okay. So then, what did yeah. you what did you do? Uh, what did you compete in Bro Am with? Uh, the S13. Okay. So I have the S13 with a 1.5 JZ. Had a 1 JZ and spun bearings, and oh. got a 2 JZ block, and did a 1.5. And yeah, it's kind of the car that uh, sunk me into this, just at the scales and yeah. uh, just a fun car too. S13s are always the easiest to work on and easiest to drive and just moved up to Beamers, I guess. So have you even driven that car yet, the BMW? I've driven the Beamer just for a day. Uh, it was an automatic. Uh, it's a 323 base model. 
automatic. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't really get a feel for it, but I've driven a couple more Beamers around, and I, I really like the way they feel. Um, they feel very solid, very heavy, but in a good way, and uh, it really impressed me. Okay. And I just found it. I bought it for 500 bucks, and I, I couldn't turn it down. So That's not a bad deal at all. I think I got one for like 600 bucks when I had one. And that yeah. was like when they first started like plummeting in price. Now it's for like a blown engine one. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the E36 are going to be the uh, the next S13s. Give it a few years, I'd say. Uh, I would. People keep saying that, but I feel like it's. I don't think anything will ever be the next S chassis. I think the S chassis is just always going to be there. Um, I think BMW kind of is making their own grounds. Uh, but with the development and R and R that's in the S chassis, like you cannot beat that, especially yeah, from a drifting standpoint. Insane. Yeah, <laughs> unless you go with like HGK stuff. But I've heard like good and bad things about those cars, so who knows? Uh, yeah, it's it's a very busy market. The S chassis, right? Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's just it get it's getting harder to do it on a budget nowadays. So yeah, people are looking for new ways, and it seems to be E thirty six is the yeah. new budget. If you're in a hurry budget. and you're trying to do it like under a certain budget, I get it. But if you're wor- if you're willing to like take your time and spend the money, I mean, you may overall be better off. But at the same time, you're not going to get seat time in between. So. That as long as you're not trying to go straight into competition with a car you freshly built and look like an asshole, and then you can't even go to like pro, like um, like just grassroots events without like major judgment because you showed up in this car that you just built and you're like I'm here to learn and people are like you should already know you're an asshole. <laughs> I've got I've gotten that vibe quite a few times. Uh, not that my yeah. car is great or anything, but it's just it it's a V8 car at a grassroots event and people usually are in you know four-cylinder s chassis for the most part so or you know i see a lot of frs's out there too or 350z's and everyone's like oh you should be killing it but you're not so um kind of mean it is it is it's a, there's a <laughs> lot of judgment and uh that's why i usually like go in the corner by myself and hopefully nobody comes <laughs> over and talks to me because everyone thinks i want to talk for some reason uh, so as long as i don't do that I'm socially awkward in person. I just want to be left alone. Uh, speaking of that, do you guys have like people like come up to you like as fans, like at events or anything, or you haven't had that happen yet? Not, I'm not saying it's happened to me. I'm just curious, asking out of curiosity. I think Mostly the only like, time we got bombarded from people what? was when we when we brought out the sticker line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how many how many stickers we sold that night, but we would not we couldn't be left alone. Oh, dude, that reminds me. So I created um, this thing for, like, pre-orders for shirts and stickers, and I got, like, four. Yeah. And I was trying to cover oh, the really? cost. Yeah, the that's what I said. And I was trying to cover the cost of, like, the initial investment for the shirts I was buying. And I can't even, like, pitch in the rest of the money because it just wasn't enough. So I'm probably going to send everybody their money back and be like, these can wait until after the fucking recession we're about to have. 
to be honest, like we did. So when we started stickers, we 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 wanted to uh, start them to uh, try to make some money to make shirts, right? And uh, we made like five times more profit out of stickers and shirts, and the stickers were pretty cheap. So just be like, you know, like it was, it's just crazy. I know. I got one. I left it. Oh shit! I put it on my fucking. Uh my windowsill by my kitchen because that's where I open my product, my packages, my product. Um, thanks for this cup, by the way. This thing's fucking nice. Who got this? That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Uh, Brayman's mom do do stuff like this just Dude, for fun. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I said thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will. Yeah, dude, that's kind of... I'm, I'm going to fucking tell my mom, like, hey, where's my shirts at? <laughs> she, she also made all the... We spent, like maybe five hours and a case of beer to make all the stickers we made. Mm-hmm. And then we took all the, the sticker money and we made shirts out of that. So that worked out great for us. You know what? I think I'm going to steal that idea. Thanks gentlemen. I could yeah. afford the stickers. Yeah. You can use that. You can use I'm that. going to, I'm going to, I'm going to send everybody their money back and just order stickers. Be like, this is for this. Is so I can make enough money to buy shirts that nobody's going to fucking <laughs> buy. It seems. Have you guys been Have you guys been able to actually sell shirts? Yeah, yeah, we're sold out on shirts. We're we gotta get another order, but we're trying to uh, find a design that might be a bit more pleasing than just our logos. So that's what we're working on right now. But you're wearing one right now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the OG uh, good old shirt there. Yeah. Uh, what's the back have on it? Uh just our logo. Yeah, that's. Fucking fine. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I'm more of like, like simplicity. Like... I don't like things that are like yeah. overdone. So <clears throat> that's kind of that's kind of the vibe that we were trying to do. Just make it nice, like uh, simple but clean. So yeah, yeah, because it kind of seems to go further than somebody who kind of like over does something sometimes. Yeah. Uh, are you guys actually getting work done during this whole quarantine thing? Or are you guys kind of like catching yourself on the couch watching netflix all day because i've done it twice already <laughs> i was like i'm supposed to be working on the car and i'm like oh let's watch this cat thing i was getting a lot done like i feel like i was getting more done on my days off when i was still working and now that it i know i don't have to go to work in the next few days it's like you know i've been here for three four hours let's, let's take a break and then break turns into Touching myself. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, nice. Yeah, that works. It's like it's it's the ultimate time killer, I guess. Okay. 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 So, Where do we go from here? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. Yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know. It's a blessing to be off work to, to have all the time to work on the car, but at the same time, it's uh, like I said, you know, you can you don't feel any pressure, so it's hard to stay motivated. Yeah, you lose motivation real fast. Yeah, yeah that could. Uh, with- yeah, I could see that. That makes a lot of sense because if you're not like, oh, there's no for the foreseeable future, you're not going to be doing shit. So yeah. You know, but also having to keep like keep busy kind of helps you keep your mind right too. Um, 
got a few other questions here. What do you guys... Are you guys, like, in closed trailers? Are you guys all in open trailers? What's the deal with that? How fancy... To be honest, to be honest if we could, we would put our cars in the back of our truck. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah, at, at the at this point. <laughs> so you guys don't even so have trailers? You rent them? I've done that, too. <laughs> Oh man! I, think, I remember years, I think years ago, Mark, like Mark's like the years. only one with the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> right now, oh, are you guys... okay? Are you guys driving to the event with your car? Or can it might you? be. Well, I'm not <laughs> knocking you if you do. I'm just asking. Uh, like you guys know who Rome Charpentier is, right? Uh, he just Ooh. Rome oh. Charpentier. Charpentier. Oh. Uh, anyway, he's a driver down here. He just got to Pro One, but. And I want to say like 2016 or 2017 when he first started getting into Pro-Am, he drove his car to the track. Yep. Nikolai, Nikolai. Does, oh, was yeah. doing the same thing. Four hours uh, drive every every single event. That was pretty badass. That's got to hurt. And get back home the same day, right? Four yeah. hours drive, <laughs> race the car, and four hours drive back home. And that SR never failed him. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's that's gotta hurt because <laughs> those seats are comfortable to like a certain extent. They're definitely not road trip comfortable. Yeah. So, um, as soon as I put the cage in my car and and uh, and a, a fixed bucket seat, I was like, this this car is not getting driven back and forth to Edmonton, especially for competition. Um, I ended up getting a enclosed trailer, so it's really nice it's like luxury but at the same time it's uh costs a lot to tow it so oh as far as fuel goes yeah what do you tow with uh, i have a, a yukon denali oh okay. eight okay so that's uh yeah. that's pretty pricey it works but it's pretty much maxed out for I bought it used. I got a good price on it, like it used. Um, I think they're good to tow about nine thousand pounds, and with the trailer fully loaded, I'm sitting at about eight thousand. So, but for the amount of towing I do, it's like, you know, I could have bought a big diesel truck or something, but I don't think I would have saved any money on fuel. It would have just been like, easier on the truck. Yeah. Yeah, that's. But it does look nice, actually. Oh, that's good though. Um, yeah. What kind of Without getting into like too much detail, what kind of budgets are you guys working with? Like, do you guys plan ahead on how much money you're gonna spend? Do you have a set <laughs> like, hey, I'm not gonna spend no more than this? Or are you just spending every dime you have, like I do? Every dime. <laughs> <laughs> and no then budget. some. Yep. When I yep. try to like work budgets, it just fails, man. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, and like every time, like I get a lot of like people who come on and they talk about like a budget. I'm like, mm, are you like planning ahead on that, or are you just spending and then counting it at the end of the year? Because I don't count it. I want to because I want to. I know don't count it either. Oh, that's depressing. Uh, that could be almost depressing because you're like, fuck, I gotta buy a house twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like right that's now. That's definitely in the down payment for a house range. Yeah. I think I was thinking the same thing, like how much money I've got tied up into just a single car and no savings account. So, 
that that yeah. is my savings account essentially <laughs> that takes a huge hit if it i is. ever decide to get out of it yeah well that's yeah. what keeps us doing this right yeah you can't really You're get stuck out. <laughs> yeah it's like okay if i leave i immediately lose 30 grand <laughs> But if, but I, if keep... I stay, I can spend another 30 grand. Exactly. <laughs> Somehow that seems like the better option. I mean, it does. going broke is definitely the most fun thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Uh, at the end of the year, what is your ultimate goal for this year? Like, obviously, like, I know we talked about kind of what your guys' is. Uh, like the end goal is maybe a little bit, but what is the ultimate goal? Like, do you want to place a certain number? Um, I know uh, one of you had mentioned about just trying to be like, see where I see where I'm going to be at, but obviously you still have a goal. Like, do you have a goal to at least qualify? Um, maybe it's just, uh, I just want to qualify one event, you know, something like that. Cause that was my goal in the past. I just wanted to qualify one event for my first prime year. And then, you know, it goes from there. What is it with you guys? Like, what it since, uh, Mark, this is your third or fourth year coming in up? Yeah, this will be my third year. So what is, um, yeah, so what I is going to be your goal this year? Real, my, like, I don't know, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but realistically, I think my goal is to get a, a first place at one event. I have two okay. second place trophies right now. Um, and it'd be nice to, to have a first place trophy to put up there beside them, so. Yeah, but that's a realistic goal considering the fact that you actually have gained second place twice in the past. Yeah. And then let's just say, what what would you try to get? Like, what would you be happy with on an overall placement? Um, I mean, any day on the podium is, is an amazing day. Um, I think that, you know, if even making it up into, like, like, you know, getting through top 16 is always is always good. Um, anything less than that is kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, your day gets cut pretty short if you get knocked out in the top 16. So, you know, um, yeah, any day, any day that I get past that is usually good and the podium's better. And I'm, the goal right now is the first place. Uh, points for the season is also uh, an important thing. I did miss um, two events last year, which really sucked. Um, I was working a lot and, and didn't get the car done in time. Um, so having the car done for all the events and, and ready to go is, is another goal. Oh, yeah, that would be helpful, right? Uh, yeah. Is there any events that you didn't qualify that you drove out there to? Like, um, or have you no, qualified every event I've... you've I think I've qualified every event. I mean, we, I don't know how many cars you guys are used to seeing at, at your events, but usually we're probably in the 25 to 30 car range. Okay. That's a good range. You gotta, and that's for drivers that show up. That's not registered drivers, right? Yeah. That would be for everybody that's actually there that day. Yeah. And then usually you have a few guys that break or crash, so they can't continue. Yeah. They can't, they don't even make it to qualifying. Or they crash in qualifying. That happens a lot, too. I just saw that. Uh, do you guys know who George K is? He was a Pro 2 driver. No, he's back in Pro-Am right now. But um, I don't know the whole story, but I know he's back in Pro-Am. 
uh, he fucking qual- he went to go initiate on his first uh, qualifying run and went right into the wall. No. Yeah, his he understood oh. right into the wall. It, it was if you guys ever heard a car hit the concrete wall, like just that thud. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty bad, and uh, his car's driving again already. But it's just hearing that and then not be able to make it to it for a second qualifying round. It does kind of suck ass. Um, yeah, but what about you, Ophir? What is your? I know you just want to see where you're at, but like, what would be like? What would be an ideal setup for you, like for to finish, whether it's to qualify one round or you know finish in like fifth place overall or something? What would be ideal? Yeah, I- I'd say. I'd love to qualify most events I'm going to be in. So, Oh, yeah, considering um, your, your Bro-Am history. Yeah, just just one year in Bro-Am. But, um, yeah, like it, I've never stepped into the Pro-Am stuff. But judging by how we drive at the scales, um, I don't know, man. I, I'd like to qualify. I, I feel like I could do it, and I'm really stoked for that. And just kind of play and, and get competitive and see how other people drive. And I've never really felt pressured mm-hmm. on tandem because at the scales, we just have fun, right? Like we don't really care about how our runs and lines go and stuff. Um, but when we're at the track with, with judges and you got that, like, how is my line? How is my run? Am I, you know, am I chasing good proximity and all that? I never really pay attention to that at the scale, so I'm kind of excited for that, and yeah, I, I just want to get that feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's probably goal number one for me, is, is get that feeling and feel the pressure and see how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then did you feel yeah. any pressure in like the Bro-Am series when, when you were doing the qualifying and stuff, or no, not at all? No, no not much. No, it, it felt kind of like drifting at the scales to me. There was okay. a few people watching, a um, couple cones, and just do the lap. Uh, the The pad is very grippy. Uh, I'm not sure the difference in like uh, material on the ground, the pavement, mm-hmm. but it was pretty sticky, and that was a funny feeling for me at first, as I was not used to having so much grip. But uh, it felt good. Got it. And then you, Brayman, what is, what's your goal for this year um i'm hoping my car makes it through all the rounds that's that's pretty much my ultimate goal so um be reliable <laughs> it'd be reliable Optimist. Yeah. no that's <laughs> i want to i want great goal <laughs> i want to go out and have fun um obviously i want to qualify at every round and i want i want our team to do good as well i want everybody to have you know a good time um it's not fun when you go to the track and you're frustrated with something. So for for all of us pro-am drivers who go out as a team and we put all this work in and we all have a good day, I think that's a success. But other than that, yeah, I'd like to qualify as much as I can. Mm. And with with our numbers, um, me, Mark, Ophir, one one of the top 16s, we're gonna be we're gonna be tandem against each other. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. You got to knock your buddy out and feel kind of bad, but not too bad. No, I just hope <laughs> I don't go against Mark. That's all. 
uh, is rather than that yeah who's the uh how how would you guys this questions for each of you how would you guys say your what your driving style is is it uh we'll start with brayman what what would you say your driving style is like is it more aggressive is it more um i don't know other um, I can think of fucking now it's at this point it's kind of hard to say like when when I first moved up to Fort Mac, I was kind of flip-flopping between cars, just trying to get into drifting, you save up that money, and, and start driving. When I got the Cressida, it was it was nothing but issues for me. I didn't really get to drive it all that much. And then when I got the um, the Z chassis, I, I started having a ton of fun. I drove that thing all summer stock. And with with the low power, you could be as aggressive as you possibly wanted to be. So... When, when Mark was in front of me, I was foot to the ground in second gear trying to uh, catch up to him as, as fast as I could. Same with Ophir because they both had cars double my horsepower so or something around that range. Mm. So I wouldn't say I'm aggressive. Okay. Easy going. Easy going. <laughs> Easy are going. Good, are you good online and stuff like that? Like, uh, And this isn't to shoot you down or anything but i've seen like a lot of people who don't do well online like they're really good at driving but what i've noticed recently Uh, is that people don't focus online so much like even doing to go to a practice day they're just going to see if their car works but and i've seen a lot of drivers my friends included they're not seeing like how close they can get to a wall though and i get it they're just going there to practice so they're not there to like fuck up their car but they're still not giving themselves that practice they need to like get closer to a wall at least from what i can see from the videos that i'm that they're posting and stuff like that i'm trying to learn from everybody Um, else's mistake this year i pretty much the my main experience is the scales and we we don't have walls or anything like that we just have cones and posts but when we went to um when i went to spokane that was my first actual track that i've ever driven on Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did, I did super well. We were doing about 110 kilometer an hour entries. And that was the fastest I've ever entered into a corner. And that was with my janky, unreliable Cressida, which <laughs> probably shouldn't have been going that fast. Um, but no, that, that was the turning point for me where I was, you know, like, maybe I should compete in Pro-Am. Maybe I am good enough mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Other than that, I think... Um, I, I could tighten up on a little bit of things. I'm pretty sloppy, but it's so hard to tell out at the scales. There's no real line to follow. We just we pretty much just party. That's yeah, and that helps. And then what about you, Mark? Um, I'm definitely better at chasing. Um, and a lot of people have mentioned to me that I'm quite fast when they're chasing me. So I feel like I'm not so big on like really serious angle um so i might have a little bit of shallower angle than some people um so i maintain more speed Mm -hmm. uh but i know when we go to the scales i'm i'm always pushing the guys to to do faster entries and to try to set up cones and really focus on on clipping points because like you mentioned you know just going around drifting without actually practicing uh hitting hitting a clipping point or or coming close to a wall uh, yeah. to practice online 
it's kind of, you know, it's just for fun. It's not real life practice that we can apply when we're in competition. I don't know if that, that answered the question. But... No, 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 it answered one question. But uh, what would you say your driving style is like? Is it, are you I mean, aggressive since you're faster or, you, you know? I think so. I usually, I usually push pretty hard when I'm, I'm chasing. Um, I'm not afraid to, to go into someone's door. Um, so not worried about scratch and paint. Yeah, and I definitely, definitely knocked the bumper off, yeah. you know, more times than I remember last year. Um, so I guess that makes me aggressive. Yeah. And, uh, what about you, Ophir? Um, honestly, I think I'm more on the smoother side and safe side, um, which is the one thing I've been trying to work on. I'm a lot better at front clips than rear, uh, outer zones, you can say. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know with front clips, I, j I can just target it. I see the clip and I, and I get real close to it, but with outer zones and walls and it's, uh, it's a bit harder for me. Um, but, uh, yeah, people, people always told me that, that I'm smooth and safe. And that's another reason that I picked the E46 for 500 bucks. I was like, you know <laughs> what? That's it. Cause I, I, the 240 was so sentimental to me. You don't um, want to, you don't want to put that into a wall. First, yeah. yeah. I've had it since 2015. So I, I, I bought it. It was 50,000 kilometers on it. Just beautiful mint. Um, oh, that's. That's yeah, it's it's been in this Holy town shit. all its life and kept in the garage. And then you just um, fucking ruined it. I <laughs> making a drift car. What a jerk. No, depending, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hit it or anything yet, and that's what I'm trying to prevent. So I bought the E46, and uh -huh. yeah, yeah, it, I I don't want to be very safe anymore. I guess you could say I still want to be smooth though. Um, I like the the smoothness, but I I want to take it a bit more risky. Like, uh, yeah. fucking James Dean. He's, like, really smooth, but still fucking on the wall. It's almost, yeah, yeah. It, it's almost, uh, like, unemotional when you watch him drive. He's, like, so perfect. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you did it again. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go with. I didn't get any questions. I did get two questions, but they were actually directly for me. Um, so, not that I'm not going to answer them, but I feel like an asshole for not getting any questions for you guys. Um, <laughs> but we guys, we'll just go. I'll, I'll answer them after. Uh, but if you guys want to go around, uh, we'll start with JC. JC. I know that the A81 crew, uh, you're pretty much managing, correct? Yes, we can say that. Okay. Uh, how do people get a hold of you directly? If they, uh, wanted to if they wanted to follow you on Instagram. Me or the, the crew you, itself? You, you can do both. Uh, they, they can find us at 881 crew on Instagram. Mm -hmm. At my personal page, I guess. My DMs are open for single ladies out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good plug, good plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, uh, my Instagram is first. G. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Instagram is JTCA at uh, 13. Uh, it's nothing very important on there. 
Okay. And uh, you, Brayman? Obviously, you can follow at the 881 crew, or you can follow my personal page, which is at lnwy.sk. That's where I post pretty much all my personal car things. So you should go check that out. It's pretty interesting. All right, Mark? Uh, you can get me on Instagram, uh, Drift Jesus, uh, or you can even check me out on Facebook uh, under my full name, Mark Dunbar. And, of course, you can find me on the 881 page as well. Ophir? Same thing, uh, 881 crew and the Drift Dracula Instagram page. Got it. And thank you guys for coming on. Um, is there anything you guys would like to add before we end this show? Uh, we'd probably like to thank our sponsor for backing us, to be honest. Like, oh, I know do. that sounds a bit cliche, but, uh, yeah, if you, if you don't mind, like, uh, of course. like to thanks Link ECU, Mishimoto, Revs, Quest Masters, Destino, which is, which we dealt through Sean that, that came on your podcast, I believe a few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. They're very nice guy. We, we, we get our tire supply from him, uh, weekend stage wheels, Alpha custom decals, YYC, and uh, black sheep industries. We like we sounds very cliche, but we we couldn't get as far as we are right now without them, right? Yeah, because uh, saving a dollar really does help. So yeah, me, especially when you guys are getting like discounted product. I know it it really helps. I I wish I can get better discounts. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> free yeah. free would be nice. But we're not there yet. Uh, again, thank you, you guys for coming. You, what were you saying? I was gonna say all you need to do is create a team. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like that. I thought I was like fucking set with this podcast, but uh, no, I guess fucking not. Um, Come with us. Shit, like, <laughs> the American version. Uh, the American and, version. And then you have some unsocial asshole who doesn't want to hang out with anybody. Uh, <laughs> trust me, you guys don't want me. But, again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, I wish you guys the best of luck this year. Hopefully all this shit that's going on right now turns around soon so we can all get back to our normal fucking life, make some money, drift with our friends, and see where the hell we do with Pro-Am. But, again, you guys have a good night. Be safe out there. All right, man. Thanks again. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, I got two more questions. Oh, that was... uh, the gentleman from the 881 crew uh the questions i just mentioned that i got up from two people one is from eddie drift how do you like that buffalo trace i don't know if you guys saw my picture for this podcast on my story i drinking whiskey tonight uh buffalo trace is actually one of my favorite whiskeys on the cheaper end the expensive stuff we'll talk about that later um it's great i love it try it uh Brad Davis Racing asks, when is the one for the Drift League coming out? Uh, now that I've beat my recorder back into working condition, because it hasn't shut off in an hour and 13 minutes, hopefully it stays that way from now on. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I got a re- I recorded with four guests, and I have I, I still want to get Rathina on, um, the director of the Drift League, and I still want to talk with, actually, uh, Eddie Drift, Eddie Zapata, about getting some other stuff going i wanted to get his take he actually i'm not going to get into it but i i want to talk to those two people and then i will be putting that podcast together 
Um, and it's just, it's basically like 15 to 20 minute intervals with just different drivers, Rathina herself, the director, of course, and just kind of talking about how their day went and what happened. So hopefully I can get that together. As long as my recorder keeps working, I will try to have it out. Not this week, because this week's episode is obviously with the 881 crew, but the following week, it gives me some time to kind of, um, coordinate with Eddie and Rathina. Because those are the only other two people I wanted to have on. And we will go from there. But I hope you guys enjoy the show. And thank you for listening.